everyone, this is Samantha Dam from Redefining Caregiving. Thanks for joining me today. I wanted to show something today that had to do with um, something that most caregivers deal with on a regular basis, and that is um, trying to get the help you need. Uh, sometimes you you'll, we'll get offers for help, and then we turn it down because it's not the kind of help we want. Um, and a lot of times we just are trying to find help and don't know where to find it. But um, Today's podcast is about when you do get offers for help, how you handle it, and what to do when you get help, what, what you do when you get the free time. So I'm going to start out by just telling you that I, I was a perfectionist. I'm a, I'm a recovering perfectionist, and I used to feel like I, I was the only one who could do anything uh, and get it done right, and I still kind of feel that way, so it doesn't like... It hasn't changed for me, but the way that I deal with that attitude is what I do differently. I do it differently. In other words, I don't allow perfectionism into my life. I I, I see the thoughts and, and then I say, no, uh-uh. that is just not true. Because that came from something that I was conditioned to believe when I was a kid that, you know, I couldn't do enough to, to get enough or whatever. And I just became a perfectionist at everything. Um, for whatever reason, the bottom line is so many people are struggling with perfectionism and as a caregiver it can it can add so much more of a struggle with what is already so frustrating just being a caregiver is such an overwhelming job that um for you to bring more on to yourself through perfection uh and attempts to do everything yourself it can really lead to burnout and i did get burned out and so today i want to help you in retrospect, I look back now, and today I do things differently, like I said. Um, just remember that as things pile up and you still have more and more to do every day, there are some things that you can do to make your life flow better. So first of all, you need to ask for help, and, and you need to ask as many people as you can. You need to just, you know, it's like fishing. You know, you have to throw the net out. You just keep on throwing the line out there because you know, don't give up because someone, there's just like you want to help, right? There's other people who want to help too. And so if you put that out there and you just, you know, ask as many people as you can, ask your doctor, ask someone who knows somebody, you know, you'll just drop a few hints and you might meet the right person who can help you with just whatever it is you need specifically. And it's like the law of attraction. You're going to attract what you need. So that's what I think is the first thing I would tell you is to make sure that you always ask for help and don't just assume nobody wants to help because that's just not the case. Most times people do want to help you. Um, maybe they don't know how, but that's where I'm going to lead to next. That is, you need to know what you want. I used to run around saying I needed help all the time, but I didn't realize like how many opportunities I missed when people said, really, what, what do you need help with? And I'd be like, oh, just everything. There's just so much to do, you know, and (laughs) I didn't even give them the opportunity to offer anything that would be helpful because I was just basically venting, you know, and feeling overwhelmed. So if you write down the things you need help with, let's say um, your office is a mess and you need it to be organized, you want someone to help you with cleaning up the house or just taking um, time to do some yard work or maybe you need your hair cut, you know, anything like that. So just make a list of the things that you feel like maybe on a regular basis you just find that you need help with. And then you start from there. So start from there and you, you start asking around. Start dropping hints and and don't be like hinting in a subtle way. I mean, don't even actually hint. I scratch that. Don't hint. Just be direct. 
okay? When you see someone say, I need help with this today. Do you know anybody can help me? And um, that's the first tip for that, especially with um, no one can guess what you're going to need. And I think we just assume an awful lot, just like people assume all the time what people are thinking. But we don't want to be burdens on uh, other people. But, you know, when we when we allow ourselves to get overwhelmed in life in general, we become a burden in a different way because people don't like to see us struggling and then they feel they feel that energy from you. So it's better just to be responsible with your energy and ask for what you want, know what you want. And then here's a key. When you get some offer for help, here's where I think a lot of us fail, okay? We fail because we fail to see that when someone's just offering to help us, if they don't guess what we want and we haven't been clear enough and they just offer some sort of help, a lot of times we can say, oh, really? That's not the kind of help I need. Or how could they even offer that? Or what are they saying? Am I not doing it right? They think I need to do that. We do all this stuff, right? We don't need to do that because what we're doing is just blocking the help. It's just like it's shoving a wedge in front of any help coming your way. And people won't want to help you if that's how you come across. So what I think is the best way to do it is if someone's offering help, they usually are sounding like they want to give you some advice. And, you know, advice is free, right? And people say, yeah, but I don't want people to give me advice. <laughs> well, I, I challenge you to look at that differently because when someone offers you advice, the least that they are offering you, <clears throat> at the very least what they're saying is they care somewhat, they care at all because they care enough to want to help you. Um, and you can choose to see that as an insult or you can choose to see that as a, uh, a criticism but that's a choice, see? So you don't know for sure, right? Until you ask them. So you can ask if they say, hey, um, I can help with this if you can't do that. Don't assume they're criticizing. Say, oh, well, what made you think that I needed help with that? And they say, well, you've been complaining lately. And then you say, yes, I have. And then you, you can sort it out yourself and say, yes, I want your help with this or whatever. But don't assume that people are being critical. And even if they are, hey, they're offering to help. And you don't have to take people's advice. You could just take it, listen to it kindly, you know, look them in the eye when they're sharing with you. And um, if they're offering to do anything, you should thank them. Because even if it's something you don't feel is appropriate or you don't need help with, they're actually offering to give up their own time to do something or giving up money to help you. And so we should always be grateful anytime someone is even looking at us, especially if they're looking at us to help us. So that's important and caregivers can, we can be under a lot of stress and we come across very irritable. And that leads me to my next um, tip and that is because we tend to be perfectionists. So, well, not, not everyone, but I think caregivers are just usually one way or the other. They either, <laughs> caregivers I've met, they just don't care that much and they're not organized and they're real sloppy about the way they do things because they're overwhelmed. And then there's the, the controlling perfectionist oriented uh, caregiver like myself, I used to be, and I would just do way too much. I mean, crazy too much. I mean, it was ridiculous. So um, everybody can't be happy all the time. And for me to take that on or for you to take that on is just, it's self-destructive is what it is. So that's what I'm going to talk about now. It has to do with you not being the perfectionist and being open-minded because 
you know, you get used to asking for help as you ask for it more. And then you can practice responding in a kind way. Um, if someone's being rude in the way they present their offer for help, you could just thank them and just move on. But if someone offers you help and they can lighten your load, by all means, take it because that we're all in this together. And, you know, caregivers need all the help they can get. So I'm going to point out one more thing here. I'm looking at this blog that I wrote. Um, it's part, part of my book that I just wrote also. It talks about being open-minded and flexible and grateful towards anyone willing to offer assistance after you request it, especially. I mean, you'll let others do more for you and ease up on the controlling of everything. Keep healthy boundaries. Of course, you need to keep your healthy boundaries as you carefully choose your battles around how you want things done. You need to steer clear of perfectionism and lower your expectations and focus on the end goal more. Like, is the job going to get done, right? That's it. That's, that's what you need because we are so busy as caregivers. We are always on the move. Even in our downtime, we're doing something, right? It's possible for you to develop a good care team if you enjoy how others approach tasks and see your role as the coordinator. You know, you're the coordinator of the people coming to you to offer assistance. And so um, everyone has a role to play if they're helping and everyone does things differently. And there may not be a right or wrong way, but be open to seeing how it's done differently because you'll grow as a person and you'll have your load lightened up, <laughs> hopefully. But also um, people like to feel appreciated. Everybody knows that when you show appreciation, uh, well, somebody shows you appreciation, you want to do more for them and you feel good afterwards and you'll come back to do it again, maybe. So that's really important, even if you're under stress. But um, if you receive help that's free, that frees up your time, be careful not to add more to your list at that point. Use the free time to get caught up on something you've been procrastinating. Okay, so don't get caught up in doing the, the little things, the, the less important things first because we tend to just do that. I've got some free time I get all these things done. It's important to achieve what you tend to put off because it enters, you know, it goes in your day. You're like, oh, there's this thing. I keep putting it off. It keeps coming to my mind. But it's important for you to, to do it because you're going to avoid that nagging guilt and resentment that puts you in an irritable mood. Everybody knows that's what we feel when we, when we put things off. We may not feel irritated all the time, but we will feel irritated within okay and that comes out in our mood okay so what i decided to do was this trick that i learned from someone to do what i hate the most first in the first part of my day that has changed that's been a game changer for me it, it helps me so much to just get the things done that i don't want to do because then i'm free and i'm not i'm not as testy so um, on days i put something off my mood is affected so as a favor to myself and everyone else, I am careful to use my time wisely. Now I get things done now. If I don't, I notice it. So that's another good tip, I think, for you because it's helped me so much. You know, procrastinating, just there's reasons why we do it. I think for me, it's just if I don't know how to do something well, I don't do it. Or if I have pain associated to it, I don't do it. So if there's pain associated to doing something, find a way to get around that. Find a way to, to still get it done uh, in the less painful way. You can find a way. There's so many ways. It's just a matter of like identifying that you're putting it off and then just say, okay, 
maybe ask for somebody else's help, you know, to do it. Um, so in caregiving, we never get, we never feel caught up. We're not going to feel caught up, right? So it's important we are careful about when we get caught up and what we get caught up in. So your time is valuable. The next time you receive help, remember to first work on something that's weighing heavy on your, on you, okay, or that's urgent. And also consider taking time to do something for yourself. Okay. You say what? I don't know. At the end of the day, you just need to look back and knowing that you took time to nurture yourself and restore yourself. And if you haven't done that, believe me, you know, you could just start over tomorrow, but don't put it off because you may end up being the person needing care sooner than you planned if you don't start taking time for yourself during the day. So if someone offers you help and you're feeling tired, take some time, go lay down. But what you should be doing is you should be doing something that takes your mind off of caregiving. It should be something that makes you feel peaceful or makes you feel happy. You know, whatever that is. And it could be 15 minutes a day. It could be five minute meditation. But the key is to de-stress your brain because what will happen is you'll come back to the caregiving with a, with a new perspective, with a whole fresh perspective. And when you do that on a regular basis, you'll start noticing within just a few days that people will start noticing you're different. They'll say, you just seem more relaxed. You just seem like you're... And so when you're taking care of yourself, by first asking for help, that's how you do it. You get the help you need, and then you use your time wisely when it gets freed up. And then you also include in the things to do that you are putting off self-care. So time for yourself because um, self-care is like the thing we put off the most. That is the thing that caregivers procrastinate with. I don't know why we do. I, I think it's because um, there's so much that has to be done that's urgent. You can't let the dishes just sit in the sink. You'll need them the next day. You have to take care of the person who needs uh, maybe everything done for them or a lot of things done for them that they can't do for themselves. And so you're like, it's like having two bodies, you know, like, it's enough for me just to take care of my own body, especially if you're not feeling well. So anyway, I think you get, you get the point about self-care. I, I hope that this helps you. Uh, boy, if I could do it over again, <laughs> go back and do it over again, I would be an entirely different person. I would be enjoying life more. I mean, I don't live with regret, but I, I know that I would be just enjoying life more because I would be taking care of myself and, and I would let other people do more. And then they would have learned more than they did because I allowed them to. <laughs> So anyway, I could go on forever on this topic of self-care, but I'm going to let you go for now. And don't forget, please, to always include yourself in the care you give. Okay, bye-bye.